trigger warning. If you're the kind of person who needs trigger warnings, or the kind of person who hates people who need trigger warnings, you might be offended by this podcast. Debbie Doubters features crude, explicit, and unladylike language that might be offensive to men's rights activists and countess dowagers from the 1900s. Consider yourself warned. Coming at you from the intersection of feminism and atheism, I'm Amanda. And I'm Liz. And welcome to Debbie Doubters! We're back. Are we? <laughs> yes. Where did we go? I don't know. Oh. So I was gone for a couple of months. Yeah. Okay. We were fighting um, Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we went. Yeah. We were taking it, taking one for the team. Battling minions. Went on the road. Found mm-hmm. Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Punched him in his big dumb face. Yes. That didn't really happen. No. What really happened was my my body decided to just stop. Yeah. Like I had um I had uh so boys cover your ears or ladies too if you get sensitive about certain topics. Trigger warning. Can't talk about a uterus. <laughs> we don't do trigger warnings. <laughs> we don't. We just come back and we're totally we different do, people. We do sarcastic trigger oh. warnings. So I'm sarcastically trigger warning anybody who has issues with um, girl uterus. girl body parts. So I had an endometrial ablation. Like you do. Which sounds about as fun as it actually was. Um, it was really painful, but um, good because now I I have no more periods ever for the rest of my life, which I'm really happy about. But um, I got an infection after that happened, so that put me out for a while. And then um, I had to take a trip to Ohio, like you do for work, and I got bronchitis while I was there and coming back. And it was awful it was the worst so I was out with that for a few weeks and then I was just like fuck it fuck the world yeah I'm just gonna just shut everything off and I went off of Facebook for a few months and yeah well, I've been here slowly trying to get everyone else on our Facebook page is obsessed with Justin Trudeau as I am <laughs> <laughs> who, who isn't who isn't obsessed with him? He's basically what you leave me alone. That's what I'm just gonna do. <laughs> when it's Justin Trudeau with panda bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can we start a blog? Can we start a Tumblr? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a million of them out there, but just a Justin Trudeau mm-hmm. Tumblr of like him with various like adorable animals. I saw one that was funny. It was, it was um. A Tumblr thing that said, I just want to find somebody who looks at me the way Trudeau looks at Obama. <laughs> Could and you then s- it had Joe Biden standing in the window, and it said hello from the other side. Oh <laughs> it was just so funny. Can, did you see Obama, like, man-crushing on Trudeau the whole time? Mm-hmm. I think they were kind of man-crushing on each other. Yeah. There was a lot of love. There was, like, mm-hmm. hearts. And I love that Trudeau is basically, like, just open the doors to Americans. Not really, but haha, wink, wink, when Trump, you know. Well, I've got, you know, the express pass to Canadian citizenship. That's really true. You <clears throat> could... If you can call, like, a long-committed relationship an express pass. <laughs> That's, yeah. I guess you guys have been together long enough where marriage doesn't seem insane. Oh, no, like I, I made him about. promise this when we'd only been dating for, like, two months. Give Trump's president. You are marrying me, and we are moving to Canada. And he just said yes. Well, <laughs> I I was going to say, like, 
you know, a lot happened. A lot happened over the last couple of months I know. while we were, I we were out. I was aghast at your absence. Aghast, Amanda. <laughs> aghast, and I, I believe say. our viewers <laughs> Aghast, I say. <laughs> and our three <laughs> listeners, too. Uh, yes, well, our, they're very loyal, our three listeners. And if you don't count my mom, two. Two listeners. That's okay. Well, no, see, now we're back. And there's so it was like just insane, crazy, crazy times. And that's honestly part of why I got back because it just became like, it became like critical mass of just nut jobs. So you on fucked TV. the world until you could no longer until talk the world, the world started, silently. Until the world started <laughs> fucking me back. And then I said, it's time. It's time to come back. So here I am. We're back. Yay. Um, yay. Um, and, you know, over the last few months that we weren't here I'm sure that a lot happened I'm sure it mostly had to do with Trump but um there's like so much to choose from to talk about now like for this particular podcast it was really hard because I didn't want to just do a backlog of topics that we hadn't talked about so even when I took away all the things that happened over the last two months and just focused on this week yeah it was hard there's because a lot of crap there was so Yes, so, so, times. so I wasn't really sure where to begin. So we're just going to dive in and, and where better to start with than, um, Michelle Bachman. She's the poster child for like everything that's wrong with conservative women, in she my opinion. She is pretty awful. Have you, Facebook page, I, I apologize, I can't think of it right now, but it's hilarious. It's one of those satirical past being in Bachman page. It's, it's really funny, and, and people actually go there and think it's real and, like, that believe this shit. So the real Michelle Bachman, though, she doesn't need any help with being crazy or saying stupid shit. So she actually, um, this last week, so you know Obama's in Cuba, right? Yes. Which is kind of amazing when you consider that the Cold War was like a generation ago mm-hmm. more than a generation ago and he's the first president to like it's been a long time it's been a really long time like since the the cold war started because of this whole like cuba bay of pigs thing and so the fact that we have a president who's open cuba are actually live in really poor conditions it's it's not a good you know place for a lot of them to live and this is going to be great because now we have new trade we have people we have a tourism industry blah 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 you know as a president you kind of have to do multiple things at the same time it's not like you can just like i don't know you just pick your one thing you're gonna do that day you know and i feel like a lot of people don't get that especially people when they really hate the president who's yeah. in office so Michelle Bachman basically said that because Obama was in Cuba this last week, uh, that's why Belgium got attacked. Did you know that Obama shoots this big, like, anti-terrorism ray out of his dreamy brown eyes? All over Europe. And just stops, stops mm-hmm. terrorism cold in its tracks. It's amazing what he can do. Yeah. So, um, you know, she wrote this stupid... I. I all of their websites kind of blur together. Breitbart, The Blaze, The Whatever. Uh-huh. She wrote this article that basically said it was Obama's fault and he wasn't on the job and if he had been paying attention. And then this myth that I had kind of heard before, but I didn't know it was still a thing, is that Obama, quote unquote, misses over half of all of his security briefings as a president. 
which is not true. So I actually did a little digging into this. And this goes back to 2012. Um, mm-hmm. There is a Washington Post article that, you know, there's a guy who actually did went into his schedule. I mean, the Washington Post. We're not talking about the Blaze. We're not talking about Raw Story. We're not talking about whatever. Like an actual legitimate journalist went in and looked at all of Obama's schedules. And what he prefers to do, he does attend a lot of press briefings. But what he also, you know, prefers to do is to get what they call a PDB, which is a presidential daily briefing. So what will happen is somebody will actually draw up. Here's all the important things you need to know about today. Put it into a paper form, give it to him, and he reads it first thing in the morning. And if he feels like it's necessary for him to sit down with any you know, you know, people who are trained in certain areas and or somebody who's focused in one of these areas, you know, like terrorism or whatever, something's happening, they will brief him. This doesn't stop when he leaves the country. This happens all the time. Yeah. So, you know, so the assumption that he can only handle one thing at a time, like the fact that he's in Cuba means he's no longer being, pre- he's not presidenting anymore. I he, thought as soon as the president left the country, we had no president. We had no, <laughs> that's right. We were just a lawless Anarchy, man. the purge. The purge starts as yeah, soon as, uh, Oh man, that would be bad. We'd have the purge like all the, like twice a week we'd have a purge. And I get it because when, when W was president, you know, that was one of the things that was like the low hanging fruit for his like critics, including myself, was how often he was absent. It felt like he was just well, he was on vacation. He was on vacation a lot. He was like he went clear... to Camp David so much. I think he thought he lived there. Well, he has his own ranch in Texas, you know, obviously because they they like own part of Texas. The Bushes do, and he would just like be clear and brush. Like they had pictures of him just in his rancher, you know, costume out there, like just bailing hay or whatever the fuck you do on a ranch. And that was really, like, the cheap shot. You could take at W. It was like, the world is burning, but at least W's making sure that the cows get food or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know what happens on ranches, even though I lived in Oklahoma. Like, you're from Oklahoma. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. Because you're sitting across from me. <laughs> yeah, look at one of these toys in here. I don't know. Hey, Godzilla. Godzilla. Tell us what happens Tell on a ranch. Tell us what happens on a ranch. So, so we're not off topic at all. No, not at all. So, anyway, you know... That that really kind of got me this week, this whole assumption and, and, and this kind of cheap shot at Obama that somehow, it, it just, I don't know, it just isn't, it, it, she really didn't, like, step it up. Like, they're, they're not being very creative. Well, Michelle Bachman never is. I honestly <laughs> try very hard not to listen to anything she says because I find the fact that people like her exist viscerally upsetting. Yeah. Like, it's just so bad because she's so stupid and she's <laughs> so bad. And she really is. How did she get to elected office? What is wrong with everyone that they were like, yeah, this seems like a good idea. Like, regardless of political beliefs or where we stand on issues... She just seems like a crazy moron, just like Sarah Palin. And they came out at about the same time when it was like, hey, guys, it's crazy moron season at the female conservative pond. Which is sad because they're both like these attractive women, you know, which really, I think, plays well to the Republican base. Not that I'm saying that liberals are ugly, there is that kind of like trope that, you know, liberals and feminists are like dumpy and unattractive and unlovable and whatever, which is obviously not the case because we're both fucking awesome. But, you know, when you when you see the Fox News 
channel kind of like cookie cutter like blonde Mm -hmm. women and like the token like brown girl that they throw in there every now and then you know like michelle bachman and sarah palin are kind of like two sides of the same coin they're just kind of like vapid pretty housewife type women somehow found their way into office and i'm not worried about well i am i i don't like them obviously i'm antithetically opposed to everything that they believe in but I'm more worried about the people who keep voting for them because how are these people still in office? How do they still have like a a platform to speak at? Like, I don't understand that. And it's just because they keep lobbing these dumb, these big softballs of stupid, you know, and, and people just love it. People eat it up. And so anyway, that, that really bugged me because I'm like, you know, what is, what is Obama supposed to do? He's supposed to pack up, from his trip to Cuba, and not just Cuba, he was in, you know, South America because it's part of our continent and we should probably talk to the people that we share. You know, well, they're a different continent, South America, North America. They're not in South America, aren't they in North America? They the are, Caribbean. but then I thought he also went to, maybe he went to Central America as well. I don't I don't know that part. I just remember seeing um, the article about him being in Cuba. Anyway, they're on our side of the globe. So Some of us are only stalking Justin Trudeau, okay? <laughs> you only care what happens the north of the border. You don't care what happens down south. So You know he speaks French? Of course he does. His last name is Trudeau and he's, he's Canadian. I'm just joshing with you. You're blushing. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're for real blushing. I blush very easily. Either that or you're just having a stroke from all the <laughs> exercise you've been doing. Oh, no, but I mean, you know, this whole, ugh, it just really upset me. Like this whole notion that Obama is only able to do one thing at a time. You know, because obviously, you know, I don't know whether it's because he's a liberal and they think liberals are dumb or because he's black and black people are incapable of like multitasking. I don't know. But the fact that he was supposed to pick up and leave this dignitary trip that he's on to go to CSI Belgium and like get to the bottom of this terrorist caper. um, Obama was in charge of Belgium. I didn't either. That all of their, you know, because the world can't operate without America telling it like how to do its business. Yeah. And, you know, being at the middle of all these plots that are happening in different countries. Anyway, so, um, but you know, so that's stupid Michelle Bachman, but you know, we're not going to talk about your favorite person tonight that much. We're not going to talk about Trump. It's good. I feel like we should find excerpts from the lost episode about him and play it, like just to see how wrong we were about, you know, this is a flash in the pan. Oh, he's not going to go anywhere. This is the new normal. The new normal is Donald Trump is the front runner for the GOP party, which, which is terrifying until you think about who the second guy is who's worse if you're a woman better i think if you're the rest of the world i don't think so i don't know i don't i'm gonna tell you why he's gonna be like china we're gonna nuke you no i'm gonna tell you why you're wrong i'm gonna tell you why you're wrong tell me why i'm wrong so okay so i'm gonna tell (laughs) (laughs) so donald trump totally awful like the worst okay we we can all universally agree on that oh yes Who's worse than Trump? Ted Cruz. Unilaterally, I think DC intellectuals, like across the board, 
are like at least Trump is sort of like malleable. Like if he came into office, he's open enough to influence that he would kind of just go whichever way the wind blew and would make him look good, basically, because he's just ego driven. Ted Cruz is fucking insane. And and I'll tell you why. So he's widely despised in D.C. Mm-hmm. He's widely despised. No one likes him. Everybody and everything in D.C. hates him. And he gives no fucks. He he does not care. This is a guy who filibustered a bill, like, for days or whatever, and then later voted in favor for it after he filibustered it just because he's a dick. He's something to do. But he's also a dominionist. Have you heard of this term before? I don't think I know what it is. I know I've heard it before, but I don't remember it. So I've been meaning... blocked it out. <laughs> I've been meaning to talk about dominionists for a while. So we talked about evangelicals a, a few episodes back. It feels like forever ago. Mm-hmm. You know, but I explained to you what an evangelical is. It's not necessarily a specific... Like, Can I just interrupt for a mm-hmm, second? Please. Because our last episode was us talking about um, killing rednecks. And then we just disappeared. For a long time. What is that dinging noise? That is my wire hitting the table. Gee, recording 101, Liz. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I'm chewing <laughs> gum. Give me this wire. <laughs> I'm chewing gum. We're the worst. Um, I'm I'm lucky if this makes it like to tape and it sounds halfway decent. Where did you get a tape from? No, I mean you know the VHS player where the tapes go. Mm-hmm. Liz. Weirdo. I know. Millennial. Oldie. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, okay, so we talked about evangelicals like a yeah. hundred years ago, and, and I've been meaning to talk about dominionists for a while. I mean, imagine, okay, so this is a dominionist. Imagine an evangelical, then put that evangelical person in an American flag shirt, and then tattoo the Constitution on their back. And then pull all of their kids out of, like, normal state-run schools and homeschool them in the ways of God, his disciples, the Founding Fathers, and how to shoot a rifle and prep for the oncoming war between them and the federal government. Oh, that seems very strange. That's a dominionist. That's extra crazy. It seems extra crazy, but um, Cruz and his father, Rafael Cruz, that's... I I would at some point what I will just do I I said Rafael Cruz <laughs> for real like go and look this guy up like listen to his crazy time rantings Rafael Cruz is a he's a confusing mix of Canadian Cuban and escaped mental patient yeah so if you listen to him it's it's very confusing and he believes that God put him and specifically his son on the earth to take control of the United States away from the federal government and to run it the way Jesus intended. Oh, that sounds like a terrible idea. By punishing, you know, and Jesus obviously intended to punish everyone who's not white or rabid, frothing at the mouth, anti-choice, anti-gay, far-right, Christian conservative. Like, that's exactly what Jesus would want. What would Jesus do? That's what he would do. Um, so, so essentially, Dominionists they they want America to be a theocracy. They believe that they that America was founded to be a Christian nation, um, and and that they must be in control. This is a really terrifying part. They need to be in control in order for the second coming of Christ to take place. 
Um, okay, so this sounds like a totally kooky conspiracy theory. In fact, when I was just even kind of educating myself a little bit more about Dominionism, conspiracy sites started cropping up, but then so did like legit news sources like the New York Times. I mean, it's it's a thing. This is actually a really a thing. And I was raised by Dominionists and I didn't realize that until later, but my parents legit think that this is a Christian nation um, that God intent. I mean, we learn about it in history, or at least we used to learn about it in history class. I don't know if they still teach kids this, but, um, oh, what was divine providence? So the whole reason why white people came to America is because God wanted us to be here and divine providence is what gave us the right to take over the entire country. Yeah, basically. we did not learn about that. And if we did, it was as like a, a you know, this is what these crazy ass honkies <laughs> thought. That's because I went to school in Brooklyn. <laughs> well, no, no, but I mean, it's 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 a thing. I mean, that's that's what they believed back then. They're not teaching it like it was right for them to believe that. Oh, I was... thought you were saying that like that's why we were here. <laughs> well, that's what Dominionists believe. They they essentially still believe the same thing that um, that they kind of did back in the whatever seventeen eighteen hundreds. So you know, they want America to be a theocracy. They they want. Um, you know, they want it to be a Christian nation again, even though America's never technically really been a Christian nation. Well, I mean, the founding fathers specifically made it not a Christian nation. Right. And so these people, like, they dry hump copies of the Constitution in their spare time. So they you don't would, actually read the whole they, freedom of religion. So part. you would actually think that they would get that the um, establishment can't. clause of the First Amendment would make them realize that there is a separation between church and state, but they don't. You can't read while you're dry humping. You can't. It is despite what you've heard. Mm -hmm. Unless you have eyes on your genitals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I, I thought it was, I you know, it sounds too crazy to be true, but this shit is real. Yeah. What's terrifying isn't mm -hmm. that it's real. It's mm -hmm. that this has taken over the Republican Party. And it's the Republicans' fault. Like, they had this monster and they kept feeding it so that they could kept, keep getting its votes. Right. Um, and now their monsters have grown too big for them to control. And they they're can't just they going, can't... oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> They can't control the angry toddler that, you know, they've, they've raised this, you know, child into this thing that they can't, control. yeah, this monster the they can't control anymore. ultra conservatives and, you know, right. none of their legitimate candidates have gotten any traction. Right. So, so Cruz's dad in particular, he's an actual preacher and he actually preaches something called the Seven Mountains Dominionism. So, um, and this is from the Washington Post. So... You know, Seven Mountains Dominionists believe that Christians must take dominion over seven aspects of culture, family, religion, education, media, entertainment, business, and government. I think that's seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes. Well, that so, seems like all of the areas. That's all of the areas. That's pretty much everything. Except for freaky deaky sex time. That would fall under family, I think. No, not for me. <laughs> Well, I, I know would. how birth control works. No, because in Cruz's future America, there would be no birth control. Oh, Your job would be to have babies all the time. Uh -uh. I'll carve mm. out my uterus first. Mm, trust me, it's not fun. But you you do you, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> so, bathtub abortions. You do you, girl. You do you. You do you. That's, ne that's next time. We're going to talk about that. But, um... You know, so what's funny is, tell me, you know, we've we've talked about this before. Like, guess the religion. Is it Muslim? Is it Islam? Or is it extreme Christians? And 
I mean, Dominionist evangelicals, you know, their sworn enemies are the Muslims and mm-hmm. atheists. And then Christians, that, I mean, that's the Christians, then Muslims swarm a, sworn atheists, radical Islam, say that Christians and atheists are their enemies. So I feel super popular. I feel Everybody like the girl, I feel like the girl that everybody's asking out to prom right now. I don't really like being liked. So not like this. I don't. Yeah, exactly. This is bad touching. If those people liked me, I would be upset. I'm. I'm glad I'm their enemy. <laughs> so, okay, they are my enemy. They are the enemy of my vagina. Yeah, and my free speech. No, and nobody, nobody fucks with my vagina unless invited. Unless invited. <laughs> word, word, sister. Probably poor phrasing, but no, that's perfect phrasing. So nobody fucks with my <laughs> vagina without permission. <laughs> Without an invitation, my dance card mm-hmm. for my vagina. <laughs> you're cordially invited. You're cordially to invited to the vagina ball. So you're cordially invited to get balls deep in this mm. vagina. That sounds fantastic. So, <laughs> okay, so yeah, so they hate Muslims, they hate atheists were atheists. Cruz's father actually implied, this is fucked up, he implied a couple of years ago that atheists are also child molesters. Yeah, well that's true. Because, yeah, because we don't have the moral compass that Christians have. I can't stop killing people or molesting anything. I can't molest anything. So they're, apparently, their Christian belief system is the thin veneer, the only thing that's keeping them from fisting five-year-olds and burning down Oh, with some strong... Burning down nursing homes. That's the only thing that's stopping them. Otherwise, how would they know that it's wrong? Well, they do seem like crazy idiots. So, realistically, they might not know that it's wrong. I mean, but come on, Liz. I mean, if I didn't have a book telling me not to kill somebody, how would I know? This is an argument I've gotten in with so many people who don't understand how atheism works. But anyway, so, you know, so while Trump... We don't like him. He's campaigning on the promise to make. I'm going to do my best Trump fear. Um, <laughs> that was a bad start. That was a bad start. I'm going to make many, many things terrific. Many things. They're going to be the most amazing things. I guarantee you're going to love them. They're going to be such great things because I thought of them with my brain and my brain is amazing. I thought you were reading an actual quote for a minute. It does sound like a, it does sound like a truce. So that's Trump. Like he's very vague. I still personally believe that Trump is a ringer for Hillary. I feel like you can't have been friends like they have been for so long and put as much money into her like political career as you have and not have some shady things happen either, which I'm totally down with. Like I'm totally down with him pissing off all the Hispanics and blacks so they vote for Hillary. Because I feel like that's what's happening right now. Yeah. That's me being crazy conspiracy person. But but Cruz, on the other hand, has a very specific view. And if you've listened to his um, you know, they've been doing the primaries and every time he loses a primary he gets up and does like a victory speech like he still won and talks about all the amazing things he's going to do if he ever manages to beat Trump at a primary and and he wants to firebomb the IRS he wants to get rid of the Department of Education and force all children to be homeschooled and that just won't work in tiny tiny shacks heated only by coal Mm. stove I think that that's one of his his guarantees Um, and he also I believe is going to publicly execute the people who thought up the Affordable Care Act 
So you can't publicly execute people. You can in Cruises America. I I feel like you have to pass that through some higher court. Well, the first thing all of these people are going to do is overturn Obamacare, a.k.a. the Affordable Care Act, because Jesus was totes against giving away free, like, Jesus healing the sick Jesus just really wanted everybody to die and starve unless they could work hard enough to get it themselves. Yeah, he totally was against healing mm-hmm. the sick for free. Yeah. He did not go down with that at all. So, you know, so the gays also, huge, huge issue with the gays. Um, I feel like Trump is probably better with the gays, definitely, than Cruz. Cruz and his people believe that they are just abominations and they will use that word freely and these religious freedom rallies like okay what's happening in georgia right now um Mm -hmm. this is one of the many things that was happening this week that we just don't have time to go into because there's so much to talk about i don't think that georgia's gonna pass it anyway because so much money i mean seriously they've i i love flying delta airlines let me let me just say this okay i have problems with flying just in general i think it's dirty filthy it's worse than being on a public bus in india where did this come from just because i've been flying a lot lately (laughs) and i have discovered this magical place which is delta airlines which has these comfort value seats which are not quite first class but for 25 dollars more you can hopefully get upgraded to the seat which has fuckloads of leg room and it's amazing and whatever so i heard this georgia bill thing and i'm like well shit now i can't fly delta anymore because they're in georgia and i have to boycott everything because of georgia and no it turns out that delta coca-cola and then obviously like all of the film film mm-hmm. studios that well, are that's down how there they're gonna lose more money it's the exactly. film studios are just leaving. so all of these major companies but i was like oh my god delta really that's like georgia that's... I, to be fair and balanced mm-hmm. um i hate delta airlines and oh, i've really? only ever had terrible experiences flying with them really I prefer going on virgin or JetBlue. well virgin and JetBlue, obviously but delta i feel like is kind of becoming the virgin airlines I... of I have had my first and only, like, screaming match with a stewardess on Delta Airlines. Have you tried flying American Airlines? I've hated American Airlines. American Airlines But Delta, awful. to me, was the same. Well, or worse. How I long never ago was this? Had, it was two years ago. Really? Yeah, three years ago. Maybe. Well, anyway, so you wouldn't have to worry either way. Yeah, but I'll I'm keep just, boycotting that. I'm just saying. And I hate Diet Coke. Like, Can I would never. Can we still drink Pepsi? I would drink Pepsi. I don't pe- think Pepsi is Is Pepsi of, okay? <laughs> Pepsi's okay. But the thing is, we don't have to worry about this because these companies are doing it for us. And and without really any pressure at all. Like, they immediately stood up and said, this is bullshit. And, and for people who don't understand what these religious freedom rallies and these bills that they're trying to pass, what, what these do is essentially couch in language that sounds completely reasonable and sane that it's okay to discriminate against people based off of either their sexual orientation or their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, well, why would a gay or a atheist, a gay, like a black, <laughs> like a black, <laughs> why would it doesn't a, make it better if you say more racist <laughs> Why I was like, say a gay, like you say the blacks. <laughs> Sorry, gay people. And black people. <laughs> and black people. I know. Sorry, I was, everyone. Sorry, everyone. We're going to have to go away for a little while. Yeah, we're going to go back off the air for two months while we re-educate while ourselves. <laughs> Sensitivity to Amanda. Sensitivity training. 
No, like, why would you, why, you know, so, so the opposite side of the fence would say, you know, why would a gay person, why would an atheist, whoever, non-Christian, want to work for a Christian organization? Well, what a lot of people don't realize, I mean, and, and I was, had this case um, for myself, I worked in a social services organization that was actually listed as a religious organization. I didn't realize that until, you know, later on down the road, I was kind of looking into the organization, but it wasn't a government organization. It was actually a private organization that was run by a quote unquote faith-based initiative. And so what a lot of people don't remember is back under Clinton, um, this is one of the things that Clinton did as president that I had a lot of problems with, but he actually passed the Faith-Based Initiatives Act, which was a concession to conservatives so that we could lessen our um, our social expenditures on things like welfare by giving religious organizations the incentive to offer some of those services. So it took a tax burden off of the government to provide services for welfare, etc., when faith-based churches and whatever could do it. So there's a lot of people employed by organizations that they may not even know are technically a faith-based organization. But under this type of a law, you know, a person working in a nursing home, a person working at a drug counseling clinic, a person working with, um, you know, children who've been beaten and abused and neglected, you know, people who are truly caring and working in some of these industries may find themselves going, oh, shit. Now, because of my who I am, my sexual orientation, you know, it, it would be like somebody coming to me and say, sorry, Amanda, you can't work here anymore because you're a girl. It's the same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Or sorry, you can't work here because you're a Christian. Same fucking thing. I mean, this is why we have these anti-discrimination laws. But what they're saying is, oh, well, because we're Christians and you're forcing us to be around people we don't like, that's, uh, you know, that's infringing on my right to be a Christian. The last I checked, being a Christian doesn't give you the right to be a bigot. And that's, that's essentially what this, so anyway, was, you know, so people like Ted Cruz, there would be a bill like that in every fucking state. First off, there would be a federal ordinance that would say, line up the gays and shoot them. Like that literally would be one of his things. He hates You can't just shoot all the gays. You can try. You can try, but you can't just shoot all the gays. I feel like that would be the next thing his advisor said. You can't just shoot all the gays. I, I don't know. So anyway, so I mean, I, you know, so I was, I, you know, kind of started thinking about this whole thing with Cruz. Like there was actually a, an article on Raw Story that was going around this week talking about why Cruz is a scarier option than Trump uh, for president, if that's even possible. And they go into some detail about one of Cruz's dominionist BFFs, this guy named David Barton. And he's a fixture in right-wing radio, which I've talked about before. Right-wing radio is like podcasts for dumb people who don't know how to subscribe, subscribe to podcasts. Yeah. Um, you know, right-wing radio is really entertaining to listen to if you are okay and not that threatened by just large amounts of bullshit being just spewed into the air. Your tolerance levels for bullshit are a lot higher than mine. I grew up in that environment, though. So yeah. it's like, I, I have, like, this natural defense system of just kind of going to my happy place. So it's more like returning home when you put those it on. It makes me feel a little homesick. Mm -hmm. The smell of bullshit and, yeah. and scary Christian dominionism in the air. Yeah. So, no, this guy, um, he literally makes up dumb shit about the Founding Fathers. So... Kind of like when we were talking about the Yalqaeda assholes in, in a previous episode, um, 
you know, these people just love the Constitution so much. They just hug it and hold on to it like it's this religious document to them. I mean, they just believe everything it says at face value. And, and they really do kind of make the founding fathers into almost like godlike disciples. And this guy was writing, you know, books on Jefferson and whatever. And it just historians like coming out in droves, like debunking this guy. What these people don't realize, or maybe they realize, but they're lying and they're, they're selling those lies to their believers is that the founding fathers were actually deists. They weren't Christians. You know, they believed in a supreme being, but they didn't believe necessarily the Christian version of that. Thomas Jefferson actually wrote his own Bible, which wasn't really writing a Bible. He took the existing Bible and he removed all the references to the supernatural which is pretty interesting. So, you know, anyway, so, so these are the people who believe, you know, in Cruz and follow Cruz. And it, I mean, it would be fine if they were just running around spewing their fantastical beliefs everywhere, you know, that, that would be enough. Like if they were just running around being crazy and saying things like global warming is a myth and humans used to ride around on dinosaurs, like in Pixar movies, but these are actually really well-funded lobbyists that have, a, and like you were just saying, like they have a lot of control in Congress. They've been bullying the establishment for a long time because this is how they're getting voted back into office. Mm -hmm. This is why people like Paul Ryan stand up and, you know, and Mitt Romney, like awkwardly try to court the evangelical base whenever they're running for, you know, office. Now that they're not running, they're like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. Stop it. Reagan wouldn't like this. God. So Abraham Lincoln wouldn't like this Rafael, either. So Rafael Cruz. Can you say that one more time? I'm leaving. Rafael <laughs> Cruz. Bye. He, um, for real, like, Rafael Cruz believes that his son is the second coming of Ronald Reagan. Like, he's made quotes like that. He's definitely not. He says that Ro that Ronald Reagan was appointed by God to be president. So these are people who literally have turned the office of the president and the people in office as their Ooh, church. Geez. It's yeah. like, it's like their church. And um, you but know, they're so Canadian. Can't they just go back to fucking Canada? <laughs> like, that's a really confusing thing about it. Is you guys are, they're not even American. They're Canadian. I'm super <laughs> confused about why Cruz is even eligible for the presidency. Which is interesting in since Canada. he's, well, which is interesting since both he and his father apparently believe in, um, it's okay to refute or what revoke the national, like you can't, even if you're a nationalized citizen, like they want to revoke your citizenship for mm -hmm. that. And I thought that's what he was, wasn't he? Well, you have to be a naturalized citizen in America in order to become mm -hmm. president, that's which I thought. I thought meant that you had to be born in America. That's what I thought too. But maybe you can be born to American citizens. His, Amer his mom is an American citizen. So in another country, you can be born in another country and still be a nationalized citizen because your parent still At has least one parent. It's been American. a long time since All civics I know class. is that we should just give him back to Canada. I agree. Well, Justin Trudeau would definitely know what to do with him. Yeah, he would him put to him the to work. Bears. So, yeah. So the fact that these crackpots, I mean, they're just nutbags, but they're in D.C. And I'm pretty sure that's why the people in D.C. hate Ted Cruz, because he's like getting them like the normal. <laughs> the Washington Monument with flowers and holy water every day. <laughs> 
That's way too nice. Damn it, dead crows. No, I feel like I feel like every like even other politicians are around him just want to punch him in his face. And it's not I mean, he looks and sounds like a human muppet. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to punch him in his face. He is ugly as sin. He is so ugly. Looking at his face. And in fact what neither um, of the Democratic frontrunners are attractive people, mm-hmm. but they are not as freakish looking as the Republican frontrunners, who are like yeah. hideous. They're char- they're like cartoon. They characters. are like cartoon characters. I mean, and it shouldn't be like a, a beauty contest. It, should it really be a shouldn't. beauty contest because we're so? gonna have to look at them for eight years. Poor Obama, man. You look at he's just been beaten. He's yeah, been that crushed. Happens to all of them. It does. You're right. But I just yeah, poor Obama. I love him so much. I, yeah, so. I know. I can see you've got more of a crush on him than I ever knew. Oh yeah. I mean, he's not a perfect president, but none of them are. I feel like he's definitely been the one to actually come into office and get a bunch of shit done, though, which is why he's so hated Mm -hmm. by everybody and, you know, who is not in his party. And I've never seen just. I mean, one of the things that that I find really interesting, too, is, like, Trump and and crew supporters accuse Obama of being divisive, racially divisive, that it's his fault that there's so much racial tension in the United States. And honestly, the only thing he's done to incite racial tension is to have the audacity to be president while black. Yeah, well, he shouldn't have done that, you know, divine (laughs) whatevers and all that. So, anyway, back to the dominionism. So... I, I actually, for your convenience, I, I put together a list of dominionist politicians um, mm. and media whores. So, um, and this is just a small smattering. Can we take turns reading them? We can. Okay. You go first. George W. Bush. Rick Perry. Pat Robertson. Scott Walker. Rick Santorum. Jim DeMint. Bob McDonnell. <laughs> <laughs> that that is his name. I, I for some reason it sounded weird. Uh, Christine O'Donnell, Michelle Bachman, Glenn Beck, Newt Gingrich, Sarah Palin, and many many more. Yes, including um, probably somebody that I hate probably more than Ted Cruz is Jim Inhofe from Oklahoma. He is a, just true evil in 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 a suit. He's just the worst. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. But I would say that most of the politicians in Oklahoma, if they aren't Democrats, are dominionists. Like, they believe that this is a Christian country and that the Bible should be law. And anyway, so I think think we've gotten that topic down. Just so scary. So I, I, I think we're all on the same page. Like a Trump presi- presidency to me would be. Have you seen the movie Idiocracy? I haven't, but I keep meaning to. It's you just never should, streaming. Everybody should watch Idiocracy and think about where we are right I now did. I as heard a that country. The guy who who wrote it said that his like satirical movie has become reality. It's the guy who. Uh, it's it's Matt Judge or Mark, Mike Judge. Mm-hmm. It's the guy who did Bill and Ted or not Bill and Ted. Oh, fuck. Uh, da, 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 da. Why can I not think now? I don't know. Beavis and Butthead. Okay. Beavis and Butthead. I can't think either. Office I'm Space. I know. I'm hungry too. Office Space. Um, Mike Judge. Daria. Um, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Most recently, which is hilarious. We got to get him on the show. We should, because he's not famous at all and no. just could totally do this anyway. Yeah. Idiocracy. Totally watch it. Um, you know, at best. 
a Trump presidency would be idiocracy. At worst, it would be Mad Max Fury Road, and we would have to call him a Morton Trump. He would have that hair, well, and he would, would have... I live in Canada with Trump. <clears throat> a Cruz presidency, though, would... I, I really feel like it would turn... And I'm not being hyperbolic right now. This would literally happen. He would turn America into the Republic of Gilead, which is in The Handmaid's Tale. Um, if you've not read The Handmaid's Tale, you need to. It is terrifying. And it's it's basically all non-white, non-Christians, homosexuals are cast out of society. Um, homosexuality is punished. And women are, are literally subservient sex slaves to men. And it's all in the name of Christianity. I mean, there's checks and balances in the powers. The, the president can't just make everyone a sex slave and publicly execute the gays. You would think that. I know that. But they're trying to pass a law. I mean, even though it probably... I mean, these are people who have... They give no fucks. Like, they don't care how it makes them come across. They feel like they're the ones being wronged right now because they have to work with gays. I'm not And they have to see gay people get married. So they're actually passing a law right now that would keep gay people from having jobs. Like, this is not that far off. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm joking when I say lining them up and killing them. But I, I mean, Cruz this week after this bombing said that the police should be out policing Muslim neighborhoods and, and enforcing their laws right, or whatever. public outrage. I mean, you, yes, he could be a terrible president and do terrible things, but he's not going to cause the downfall of America. And realistically, none of them will. Because there are checks and balances and there's public outrage, which keeps people from doing things because nobody wants to start a, rev- a revolution. That's what the Jews thought, too. Oh, good. <laughs> First they came for us. No, wait. That's not how it goes. <laughs> I'm like, that would have been the end of the story. First they came for the the gay. <laughs> the one gay guy. Stop talking about the gay. I get it. And I said nothing. And then they blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying we should say nothing, but I'm saying that, you know, it's not, it's look not at, doomsday. Okay. Mm, really? Have you seen a Trump rally, though? I've seen Trump rallies. I think they're pretty bad, but we're not talking about Trump. But we're not. But I feel like these are two... Ha- I mean, personally, okay, so this is where I'm at right now. I'm either... I'm torn from day to day, depending on what the news is, that I either want to do a bug out bag. Like, I want to put together a bug out bag and figure out how to get to Canada with you and how to live with Justin Trudeau and his beautiful family. Might be overreaching. You gotta just shoot for the top, Liz. You just gotta (laughs) reach for the stars. My star happens to be Mm -hmm. how to to work for Justin Trudeau somehow as as an American expatriate. Um... You know, but then I half of the time I also sit around and I just love watching the Republican establishment like shit itself trying to figure out what to do between the lesser of two evils. I think Trevor Noah on The Daily Show called, you know, choosing between Trump and Cruz, you know, it's like choosing between a blood clot and bone cancer. Like it's not, you know, but... And we can laugh about that. Like, we're on our side. We're like, ha, ha, ha. Who am I going to vote for? The liberal lady president or the democratic socialist president? Uh, and we're all fine with that, you know. Mm-hmm. But on the on the Republican side, it's literally like enormous racist versus enormous dominionist Christian crazy person. Yeah. And these really are their bad. options. I've gone from like the being passionately against it to just being like... Embracing I had to it. stop 
thinking about it and mm-hmm. stop looking at it because it was getting so frightening and upsetting. So I just have to believe in my heart of hearts that either somehow John Kasich will make a comeback or um, a Democrat will be president next year. I think we can't afford to pretend like this is going to go away, though. Well, That's the vote. problem. No, I know. And we all should vote. And and part of the problem is that Democrats didn't vote in 2010. Like, that was part of our our fault. I voted not I 2010. Know. Wait, you mean for the midterms? Senate? Midterms, okay. like in in the midterms, and and was it twenty twelve also, or twenty fourteen? I don't know. I, don't know. I always vote midterms. Always. I and that's amazing, and everybody should be because people forget about midterms, and then they let these people slip into local government and state government, and this is how they get their start, and they plant their little seeds and then years later we've got Ted Cruz's running for president and you know we can pretend like this is not a a problem because but again we were just joking six months ago we were all going ha ha Trump Trump running for president that's that's why I'm not really saying anything that's hilarious I don't want any more sound bites you know here's more of Liz being wrong (laughs) I'm totally fine with being wrong. I just feel like we need to be realistic. Yeah, well. Well, anyway, somebody's going to get elected. And, you know, the the other part of this, too, is that we have to be realistic. Like, and Trump supporters are nuts. They're not any better than the Cruz people. Like, And and there's a lot of white supremacists support for Trump. Like, they really believe that this is the guy who's going to come in and clean house and get rid of all the brown people that they don't like. He's going to build the most amazing wall. He's going to be the best wall you guys have ever seen. So amazing. It's going to be so big. You're going to love it. It's going to be the best. The best wall. You're the New Yorker. You should be doing this. I'm, like, getting to the point of, um... Like exhaustion. I've only eaten five hundred calories. Okay, well today. we'll we'll wrap okay, we'll wrap it up. But um John Oliver, this last I think mm-hmm. it was this last week of John Oliver was so fucking amazing because he actually broke down the cost of what this wall would be and it's astounding. Like the amount of time and money and labor and nobody's building and a loss. Wall. Nobody's building a wall. But well, because people... he's saying Mexico's gonna pay for it. But he's got people believing him. Because people are stupid. I feel like this, though, if he is a ringer for Hillary, and I'm really hoping that that's the case, because that would be amazing for us. Either way, I think it's going to be good for us. I think either option is actually going to drive more people out to vote for Democrats. Like, they're doing all the work for us. Like, we don't need to get out the vote. We just have to have smart people go... I feel though like normal Americans, like middle of the road Americans, do not support either of those guys. Yeah, but if they just if people who tend to vote moderate to conservative mm-hmm. just don't go vote, then that could be bad too. I feel like though the reason again, this is my conspiracy theory, that Trump is being so out there though and so vitriolic and so loud and you know thumping his chest is to get attention and to get in the news and to kind of advertise for why middle of the road people should not be voting for him because he's scared so many people. I mean, the GOP establishment is coming out and going, we have to have a contested convention at this point, even though he's got the majority of primary votes. Yeah, but they haven't said anything about Cruz. 
They haven't said anything about it. We'll contest they're it if st- Cruz wins. They're starting. Well, Cruz is not going to get the votes. He, I mean, he's not. He's not going to come out as the clear winner in the primaries. He's just not. The further west we go, you know, he he missed his opportunity. This is why I'm not that afraid of Cruz because even oh, though we just spent the whole episode talking about how no, this is what different. no. We should still be afraid of him whether he's president or not. Oh, Liz. Uh, is he going to come to my house? Maybe. Shit. He's still in office. And oh, he's punch still him doing in his big jaw. And his big Muppet face. I got to say, though, he makes for some good, like, internet fodder. Because he just put all mm. of his, his clips out for everybody to make stuff. So you have the, like, silent crew. <laughs> dumbest. The dumbest um, media stuff ever. What is it? Bad lip reading. Whoever his Very marketing good. team, they're just, they're not They're right, not right. good. So, no, I, I I agree. I mean, I think people like Cruz are dangerous whether they're president or not. I feel like the fact that they are a part of the zeitgeist at all and the fact that they are winning elections, even at the state level, even at the, at the national level, and not being president, they're still dangerous because they're actually crafting legislation and they're spreading lies and they're... You know, getting people to be homophobic and whatnot and whatnot. Anyway, so um, this is funny, though. So the whole, like, Trump versus Cruz and the Republican establishment. So just for shits and giggles, I went out on Breitbart, which I don't know if you've been out on Breitbart before. It's kind of a little bit like what I imagine, like, going, you know, embedded off, you know, embedded journalists feel like with the military when they're going into, like, enemy territory Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i feel like when i go into breitbart like i need to have somebody like escorting me a little bit but i i was reading um there was an article rafael cruz and rafael cruz and his dominionist i know i know it's too fun though i can't not say it um and his dominionist preachings and in the comments this is awesome found a person who said quote unquote Dominionist theology goes against God's word. It's a dangerous theology, and I will not vote for Ted Cruz. Almighty God once used a jackass to speak a message, and he can use Trump to turn things around. So she basically just said, I'm going to vote for a jackass. Yep. That's hilarious. Pretty good. Seriously, it's hilarious. And I, for one, welcome our next Democratic president who will rise from the ashes of this shit show. So, um, okay, well, I'll stop talking about that then, Liz. I don't know. I know you're hungry. I'm, like, starving. I kind of thought we were going to eat before we started. But it was too good. We just had to... Starving. Also, I might pee myself, which I don't think we want a podcast. Although we were going to pot, we were going to do a live pee podcast, but I don't think that news ever came out. We're going to do a pee podcast? Yes, that's the last episode. We talk all about it. A pee podcast? We were in a oh, the pee, yeah. the pee thing. Oh, man. But I really do have to pee. Okay. Well, <laughs> before before we go, happy Easter. Yeah. Happy Easter Did you weekend. want me to say, fuck you, I'm an atheist? I am tempted to do that, though. I just, I don't like, I like being told happy things. I you didn't happy feel, Easter no, you did not feel that way about Christmas, though, when you were no, going through the whole I Christmas was getting, stuff. I was saying Merry Christmas to people, and people were oh. telling me, like, oh, why don't you say Merry Christmas? Or if I said Happy Holidays, why don't you say vice versa? That's what I was mad about. Okay, I was pissed off about the same thing I'm pissed off with now is if someone wishes you a good day 
Why not just be fucking happy about it? Because it's not the same. It's not the same as saying have a good day or have a good week. You're wishing me a have a happy weekend where we celebrate Christ being uh, resurrected from the cross where he was well, crucified for being I a said Christian. Back then, if you don't like it, then just have a shitty day instead. No, it's not a matter of me wanting to have a shitty day. I want to have a great weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go up to you and wish you... But the day is technically Easter, so just have a happy Easter. Well, today is not Easter. Sunday is Easter. No, I said the day, not today. Oh, no. Just have a happy fucking Easter, everybody. I think your your blood sugar is low. Somebody (laughs) needs a chocolate bunny. Oh, my God. I'm hangry. I've had almost no food today. Okay, Because I've been driving all day. All right, well... How are you going to spend your Easter then? Uh, I'm going to spend it at home with my dogs. Oh, poor Milo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pour a, a 40 out for Milo. Pour a 40 for your homie. Next He'll week. drink it though because he drinks alcohol. Oh. So you can get it. That's good. why I, I don't like. don't give it to him on purpose. That's why I like Milo. He's a drunk. Um, so next week or next time, whenever we decide our semi-annual now uh, podcast, um, we will talk about abortion. Woohoo! You know, because that's fun. So anyway, uh, I'm Amanda. And I'm Liz. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.